Well, hey everyone, thanks for checking out this message from Journey Church. These resources are so awesome to have when you're out in nature like we are and you gotta go be outside on these nice days. However, we want you to know that there is nothing better than true fellowship with believers and live worship with your fellow Christians. So be sure to use this message only in conjunction with getting fed in a community of believers. Hey, we also want you to get connected with us, so be sure to text the word CONNECT to 307-271-9160 so that you can stay in the loop with everything happening at Journey Church and get notifications about upcoming events. Hey, we pray that this message encourages you and inspires you as you continue this life on your walk with Jesus. Morning, church. Welcome to Celebrate Recovery. Hey, another round of applause for the worship team, huh? Killed it. It's, it's, like a rock, it's like a rock concert every Sunday, and I feel like I should buy tickets for it, but we get it for free, so thank you. Uh, before we get going with Celebrate Recovery, I know we do have a few church announcements that I'd like to go over. It's on. Okay. There we go. Okay. I'm not sure that's a good thing you can hear me more. But um, we, friends, we need to help the Kirk, uh, Kirkpatricks um, there uh, for adoption. They're, look, Help Gabe and Jessica bring these two boys over from the Dominican Republic. There are envelopes in the entryway if you would like to donate. But let's certainly try to help out the Kirkpatricks in their mission to get these, these kids and this adoption ha- make it happen. So help the Kirkpatricks. Next. Ladies' retreat, September 29th through October 1st at Cedar Canyon Camp in Rapid City. Oh, I heard a whoop. Is that uh, 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 Terry? Of course. Terry, whoop, whoop. Uh, $170 per person. Sign up in the entryway. And obviously, if you need more information, Terry is the one to go to. Okay, I think that's all of the announcements that we have. Um, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and through him, I have victory over alcohol and cursing, but I still struggle with grief, and my name is Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi. On again. There we go. Maybe. There we go. I am a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. Through him, I have victory over shame and guilt of my past, but I still struggle with selfishness. My name is Heather. Hi, Heather. Heather and I are are so blessed. A month ago, uh, Pastor Grant made a phone call to us and asked us if we would take over as the ministry leaders of Celebrate Recovery at Journey Church. And friends, I could not be more thankful for that phone call. It is the greatest honor of my life to serve the Lord and to serve our community with these fine folks and the other leadership members of CR. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Heather and I are, are very blessed are very blessed. Now, with all of that being said, I know what Jaime's thinking, which is, what is Celebrate Recovery? Heather, what is Celebrate Recovery? So Celebrate Recovery is a Christ-centered recovery program that's based on the Beatitudes. The purposes of Celebrate Recovery are to fellowship and to celebrate God's healing power in our lives through the 12 steps and eight recovery principles. This experience allows us to be changed. We open the door by sharing our experiences, strengths, and hopes with one another. And in addition, we become willing to accept God's grace to solving life's problems. 
By working and applying these biblical principles, we begin to grow spiritually. We become free from our addictive, compulsive, and dysfunctional behaviors, and this freedom creates peace, serenity, joy, and most importantly, a stronger personal relationship with God and others. Now, you may be thinking that recovery is just for those who are alcohol or drug dependencies, but my friends, only one in three people that attend CR are actually dealing with chemical dependencies. As one of CR's co-founder or founders, Pastor Rick Warren said, we all have sinned, we've all fallen short, we've all been hurt, and we've all hurt others. Everybody needs recovery. All of life's hurts, hang-ups, and habits are addressed through this one program. Anger, codependency, substance abuse, PTSD, sexual addictions, eating disorders, divorce, uh, financial difficulties, anxiety, and grief are just a few of the reasons that people need to attend CR. Okay, now by a show of hands, how many people in their life have had a hurt, hang-up, or habit? Lots of you. For those of you that didn't raise your hands, you're in denial. And we have a a step for that on Tuesday nights at 5.30. Come visit us. Okay. Um, You're up. So before we move along with our CR Sunday and listen to some wonderful testimonies, Mark and I are going to share with you the eight principles. Mark's going to read the principle, and then you are going to follow along with me, audience participation, the corresponding scripture. Are we ready? It's this or this. It's simple. This. Everyone ready? Okay, get excited. We are. All right. All right. Here we go. Realize I'm not God. I admit I am powerless to control my tendency to do the wrong thing and that my life is unmanageable. Happy are those who know they are spiritually poor. Matthew 5, 3. Earnestly believe that God exists, that I matter to him, and that he has the power to help me recover. Happy are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Matthew 5, 4. Consciously choose to commit all my life and will to Christ's care and control. Happy are the meek. Matthew 5, 5. Openly examine and confess my faults to myself, to God, and to someone I trust. Happy are the pure in heart, Matthew 5, 8. Voluntarily submit to every change God wants to make in my life and humbly ask him to remove my character defects. Happy are those whose greatest desire is to do what God requires, Matthew 5, 6. Evaluate all my relationships, offer forgiveness to those who have hurt me, and make amends for harm I've done to others except when to do so would, would harm them or others. Happy are the merciful, Matthew 5, 7. And happy are the peacemakers, Matthew 5, 9. Reserve a daily time with God for self-examination, Bible reading, and prayer in order to know God and his will for my life and to gain the power to follow his will. Yield my son. Yes. Yield myself to God to be used to bring this good news to others, both by my example and by my words. Happy are those who are persecuted because they do what God requires. Matthew 5, 10. 
Big round of applause for all of our participants. Yes. And and now it's it's my pleasure to introduce our first testimony friends as these people get up here and share their their testimony understand the courage it takes to get up in front of people they do not know and share their story and allow those words to fill your heart and you will be moved as much as it moves me uh, i believe you will be so big round of applause for those who have had that courage so with that ryan you're up not doing a video this time? i think no, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. Through him, I have victory over anger, pride, lust, and self-depreciation. I still struggle with anxiety and depression, and my name's Ryan. I was born and raised in the Pacific Northwest, growing up in the small town of Mount Vernon, Washington. I had a solid, faith-based foundation through family, school, church, and scouts. My collective experiences and opportunities made me into a self-confident leader with nearly unlimited potential, but I had decided I knew enough to steer my own life and wanted to set out to do so. I married my high school sweetheart, and although it was fast-paced and fun at first, things ground to a screeching halt when we lost our first child, the Potter's Syndrome. While we tried to pick ourselves and our relationship back together, I dove headlong into my first real career opportunity at Boeing. Looking back now, I recognize that rather than focusing on God and the people that he had placed in my life, I turned to the distraction from dealing with the world around me, putting in 1,200 hours of overtime a year for the first few years in this new opportunity. While I thought I had pulled myself back together and was providing, I was really driving a wedge between my wife and I. And while we conceived a second child and tried to move on with life, it ultimately led my wife to look for love elsewhere after our daughter turned one and a divorce soon followed. I then played the part of the prodigal son returning to my parents' home and trying to truly find myself while being in my daughter's life as much as possible. A few years later, I decided I was ready to move forward with trying to strike out and have a family on my own again. I found my second wife and her son from her previous relationship, who at the time was less than a year old. We balanced a busy and chaotic schedule of both working full-time to support our blended family in a Christian manner and eventually decided to have a child together. After a few years of secondary infertility and prayers, we were blessed with a daughter together, and my wife became a stay-at-home mother. As the time passed, I finished my bachelor's degree and multiple certifications to feed both my interests and success that I had found within an ambitious career path. While all this was occurring, things slowly, slowly started to feel off. We blamed the tension and the stress in our surroundings in Washington, but never to ourselves. After a number of escalating factors, we decided that we needed to uproot and relocate the family to somewhere that aligned more with our political demographics and relocate, or relocate to a healthier, healthier life and a safer upbringing for our children. After doing our research on a number of factors, we set our sights on Gillette, Wyoming, and I pulled the trigger on putting in my two weeks notice on an 11-year-long career. As difficult as the mere decision of relocating our family from Washington was after building a life together there for six years, Another life-changing event occurred just before the move. After leaving work one Friday afternoon, I set about to run an errand or two before my long commute home. The next thing I remember is waking up strapped down in the back of an ambulance in the most excruciating pain that I've ever felt in my life with an EMT standing over me with my own wallet, reading my license and telling me I was gonna get taken care of. Due to unknown causes at the time, I had apparently lost control of the vehicle about 45 minutes after I left work accelerated through an intersection, miraculously missing all vehicles and poles in the vicinity, 
and flying down a large hill and slamming into a large tree. My airbag did not deploy, and with the force it had taken to easily total my commuter car, my spine was snapped like a twig. I was told that I would never have feeling from the waist down, let alone movement. Yet over the week in the hospital, uh, after a few days, I regained the ability to both feel and walk. Due to a long and lonely week in the hospital due to COVID restrictions, I was shoved out the door with a bag full of medications and two steel rods holding my spine together. Needless to say, the accident put a severe amount of complicating factors on the move. While I focused on recovery, my wife focused on the grueling task of leading the effort to our new home in Wyoming solo. Once I finally joined the family weeks later, I ended up having a seizure, which gave a potential root cause to the recent accident and led down a bunny trail that led to being unofficially diagnosed with epilepsy and put on anti-seizure medications that thankfully have been effective to this day. Following this, the recovery continued and the focus began on figuring out how to pay bills and establishing a new life in our new home. In the following months, both of us took on multiple jobs to pay bills, and while the financial aspects were met, there were deeper problems to address. While our intention from the beginning was to have a faith-based household, we had strayed further from that in our daily words and actions than realized, and had not addressed words, or wounds from Washington that were allowed to fester out of control. While we attempted reconciliation and counseling, it was ultimately unsuccessful and a divorce soon followed. Throughout many events in my life, <clears throat> I questioned how God could let this happen rather than looking at what part I had to play in it. When I thought I knew the way, it was really a desire to be independent and strong on my own. Once I made the realization that I had made the poor decisions, treated people less than kind, or allowed myself to place my own ego on a pedestal, I knew I needed help to restart. That help came in the form of CR here at Journey Church. While I initially came to CR with little expectations, what I found was life-changing. I found a network of love and support, built relationships stronger than any I've had before. I found the tools to help me identify and address past hurts, habits, and hangups. And most importantly, I found a rekindled relationship with God that now blazes brighter than any of my darkest nights. Thanks. like to introduce Syl. Thank you. Hello, church. As many as you may know, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. My name is Cecilia Van Buren. Many of you may not know that I struggle with control issues, anger, isolation, people-pleasing, self-sufficiency, and improper relationships. I tend to stuff my feelings, and I'm a workaholic with trust issues. I thought I'd already dealt with a lot of these issues in my past because I had six years of Christian counseling. And at the end of that, <clears throat> my counselor said I was fine, and that I didn't need him anymore. I didn't realize I had these problems because I became an expert in denial, and I felt worthless and without hope, with nowhere to turn, and I was still having issues. In my 41-year journey with Christ, I was on a roller 
ongoing roller coaster ride with struggles and defeat. Being a daughter of a narcissistic pedophile father and a codependent mother tends to mess you up. Let's just say they taught me well. I was pretty messed up, though. Being an expert in denial, it took a while for me to realize I was angry and depressed, and I couldn't figure out why. Go figure. I joined Celebrate Recovery watching my sister who struggled with anger and depression and worked through her hurts, hang-ups, and habits. And I thought, if she could do it and get over it, so could I. And so here I am. I still have some issues to address, but I feel I'm on the right place. Celebrate Recovery has enabled me to take the veil off of my denial and help me face many of the issues previously stated. I am no longer self-sufficient, and other issues mentioned previously are becoming like a cloudy rearview mirror. I've been able to forgive my abusers as well as myself, and forgiving yourself is a biggie. I have found God is in the business of uh, restoring broken relationships. He has made this possible because I've surrendered them to him. The step studies combined with Bible studies here at Journey has shown me that I am a cherished daughter of the king, and I have immense value as a person. The struggle is real, folks. There's no doubt about it. But I praise God every day that he has shown me that I couldn't do recovery without him and without others. Thank you for letting me share. And Michelle. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and my name is Michelle. I have victory over PTSD, depression, alcohol, self-medicating, out of trouble with the law, being lazy, and people-pleasing. I do still struggle with being self-sufficient and some control issues. I feel very honored to be able to share my testimony on how God changed my life forever. I'm forever grateful for the lessons I learned from my past and on my new journey as a born-again Christian. How did I know that God was allowing me to go through all the heartaches and pain I was causing not only myself, but my loved ones with my selfish actions? During this time, I so clung to hope when I, I didn't feel worthy of being love, loved. Hope anchors the soul, Hebrews 6.19. Once you have hope and believe that God is real, it'll change your life forever, just like it did mine. I'm still a work in progress. Celebrate Recovery has helped me overcome many obstacles that I never thought I'd be able to. Thank you, Jesus. My life has been filled with broken relationships, heartaches, dysfunction, and an alcoholic abusive dad whom I've since accepted who he is and, of course, loss. Not quite sure if there is any 
the right words to say, but I feel much love and honor to my mother, Jeanette Lerner, for protecting me and my brothers when she knew that we couldn't protect ourselves as kids. She waited until we were all out of the house to divorce our dad and try and pull what was left of herself together and recover from all the years of abuse. Kudos to my mom. She's a survivor, and I look up to her still to this day. I remember when I was in jail, she wrote me a letter saying that if I was going to make it go at a new life, I was going to need to make a lifestyle change. She went out on a limb and bought by bringing me her car, which she brought, bought brand new in 2001. I still have the beautiful red car and have been making sure I keep up on it because she loved, she believed in me, and I don't want to ever let her down, let alone myself and my kids. Most of my childhood memories are blacked out because of all the trauma, for which is a blessing. Proverbs 18.10 has been instilled in my heart ever since I went to Walmart one day last month. There was a gentleman outside who had a booth sharing his testimony on what God has done in his life. I bought a necklace from him, and I told him that God has been really good to me. And the sign on the booth said Proverbs 18.10. I've since then been seeing it everywhere and knew that God was getting my attention again. It says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. God's telling me to trust him, that I will be safe. Push off the shoreline and look up for all eternity is what I have to look forward to. Who knew that even after all these years living a reckless lifestyle, being called a home wrecker and several not-so-choice names, God was allowing me to do so to write my testimony and give him all the glory. For years before I invited Jesus Christ into my heart, I tried to had it all on my own and wasn't successful by stuffing my emotions with anything that was meaningless. Time and time again, God had been trying to get my attention for years, and God stayed faithful to me. At one point, my son called the paramedics on September 7th of 2013, a life-saving phone call. So grateful. He found me unresponsive on my couch. They thought I had tried to harm myself, but that wasn't the case. He said that he threw water on my face and tried to wake me up, but that didn't work. He got scared and made the call. I'm still so thankful. The paramedics had to perform reverse CPR on me and break my sternum in order to bring me back to life. I woke up three days later in ICU not knowing what happened. I had taken a mixture of pills and it pushed me, pushed a threshold, and pushed my body over the edge, which left my son traumatized. Dayton always told me that the only fear he had was losing his mom. Even after that, I got home with being with Dayton being in foster care and eventually having the Link family being become his legal guardians. I still didn't, get, still didn't get my act together. I was still living a lifestyle that was slowly killing me inside and let alone leaving my boys both sad and depressed because I wasn't the mom that they knew. Dylan is still a bit standoffish with our relationship and I've accepted that as well. Forgiveness takes time and for some who knows how long everyone is different. Dayton let his wall down and let me back in again. He wasn't sure if he could trust me, but he did, and our relationship is growing. I truly didn't blame my boys for not wanting to support my lifestyle that I was living. Very thankful and blessed that they gave me another chance to be the mom that I'm supposed to be. Just like Jesus, I have several scars. One in particular is on my neck where I had lymph nodes removed to check for lymphoma, which came back negative. 
However, for about six months, I was dependent on oxygen in order to survive. My body at the time was extremely unhealthy and it set me back once again. I don't let my scars define me who I am. Instead, I let God define me. It all came down to one day, December 7th of 2016, I went in for a probation visit visit, and they arrested me on the spot for not paying restitution in Wheatland, my hometown. My good friend Everett Knapp had taken me to visit to the to my visit there he waited patiently in his truck for me to come out only thing he saw was me being hauled off to jail bless his heart he held on to my denver bronco bag with the last of my belongings for the 165 days that i was incarcerated i really kept trying to get out of jail and i kept getting denied go figure i wasn't going to take the easy way out now I was filled with so much grief and sadness when I got arrested. It was actually a blessing in disguise. I lost all my belongings to no fault of my own, although at the time I really wanted to blame everybody else but myself for my actions. My once friend, Becky Worley, was given permission from my landlord to take all my possessions to do with what she pleased. I've since then learned to take responsibility for my actions and own up to even the bad things I may say or do. When I got out of jail on May 20th of 2017, I got back here on May 23rd of 2017. I was homeless, and for the first five nights, I stayed in my car at the college with a suitcase full of clothes. My mom brought me to start over. I then swallowed my pride and went to the homeless shelter for three months. I was really scared at the time, and I didn't know what to expect. I still trust that God had a plan for me. I'll never regret going to the shelter. Definitely was a good choice, and I learned a lot from it. The most important part of recovery is when I was in jail, just praying to God to help me. Jesus put his healing hands around me and my entire body at the moment. I thought I was imagining things. Later, though, I realized what had happened. Jesus was healing me from all my ailments. I've been off antidepressants, alcohol, and drug-free for six years and continue to live a sober, productive, healthy lifestyle. Yes, I still make mistakes, but who doesn't? I'll never give up, never look back, and by a few good experts, I shouldn't be here today. I'm alive and well here to serve God with all my heart. Thank you, God, for building me into the strong, resilient woman I am today. God gave me grace when I didn't deserve it, so I give grace to others. Thank you, and God bless. Hi, my name is Jessica. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ who is working on healthy boundaries, anxiety, PTSD, parenting, and overeating. I have victory over my identity in Christ, divorced, being a child of an addict, childhood trauma, stress eating, and unhealthy sexual relationships. My name is Dalton, and I am a forever grateful, blood-bought child of God who struggles with trust, self-destructive behavior, depression, and has victory over meth, opioids, heroin, and the outlaw biker lifestyle. This is only a mini testimony, so we invite you to check out Celebrate Recovery on Tuesday nights to get to know us and hear the full testimonies of those that have shared. 
1 Peter 5, 8 and 9 says, Be sober-minded, be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. Resist him firm in the faith, knowing that the same kind of suffering sufferings are being experienced by your fellow believers throughout the world. The old me began with me being born in 1979 to a 17-year-old mom. I was not a bad kid. I had God looking out for me and many people who helped shape me. But my mom was not stable, so that brought isolation, self-doubt, rape, trauma, and so much more by the time I was an adult and on my own. The old me began being born in 1969, two wonderful parents, four siblings, but I was a bad kid. I acted out, and by the time I was 16, I was tried as an adult and given a life sentence, then paroled in 2015. I used drugs and violence to ruin people's lives. I did not believe in God. When I turned 18, I was on my own, battled cancer and the loss of my toe at 19, went to Job Corps in Utah and moved to Salt Lake City for a job after graduating. Shortly after my 21st birthday, I found myself pregnant and went back to Gillette, found another guy who became the dad to the next two kids. Then in August 2004, I was baptized into Christ, started attending church, found a husband at church, got married, and learned I was in over my head. I made it in that marriage for 14 years, adding three boys to my three girls. We, the kids, and I left in April 2018 with me finding out we were expecting our fourth child together but was not going back to the trauma and emotional junk going on. We would figure this out with God. I spent 37 years in and out of prisons and jails. I hurt a lot of people along with my family. I have a daughter who is 36 now, but I don't know know her because of my lifestyle choices. I had a a wife, two daughters, and a grandson who I lost in a car accident coming to get me one day from prison in 2009. I lost both my mom and my dad when I was in prison. I was in a bad car accident in 2015 that that led me back in prison and but this time, I was in a wheelchair. I was with, a, with an outlaw motorcycle club and was not a good person. I did not believe in God and was not someone you wanted to know, but God had a plan. December 2017, my mom introduced me to Celebrate Recovery at First Assembly. April 2018 found me at CR every Friday night. October 2018, I had my last baby girl. January 2019, I lost my mom. October 2019, I had a house fire. And then in 2020, COVID happened. I rebuilt the inside of my home and the divorce was final. CR was my saving grace. It kept me grounded and was slowly healing my hurts, even though I still didn't understand. CR was for everyone. I was still learning it was for more than drugs and alcohol, and I'm glad I stuck it out. 
2021, I joined Broken Chains and Outreach for CR and really learned CR was more than a 12-step for alcohol and drugs. It was teaching us the eight principles through the 12 steps based off the Beatitudes in Matthew 5. It was teaching me a a stronger foundation. It brought me the healing needed and a new husband that loves CR and BCJC as much as I do. It has also brought me to attending a church home since leaving my ex. It has brought healing that without Christ could have never happened. I found God by trying to prove God was not real. I went to seminary school, found out God was real, and learned how loving he really was. When I was finishing my time out in the TC program in Casper, where these guys came in and did celebrate recovery with us. I was baptized July 12th, 2019, and found through CR a way, with the help of my sponsor, to overcome the hurts that came from my past. I learned God was with me and is using my past to show others he is real. I learned to walk after being in the wheelchair for six and a half years. I can still ride my motorcycle. I found an outreach program with BCJC that lets me still be a biker, but a biker for Christ, instead of drugs and destruction. I found a forever family, and I was blessed to find a wife, and I get to be a good role model for her and her kids. I I have a church home, a forever family, and as Christ, as our sinner, that would not have been possible without the healing that I have found through Celebrate Recovery. This was short and to a point, and thank you for listening, and we invite you to come to Celebrate Recovery to hear all of our full testimonies. We still work every day on our own recovery. We each can only fix ourselves. I cannot fix him, and he cannot fix me. We turn to God daily, sometimes each minute, because our foundation is now firmly planted on God. Keep coming back, and remember, you must work your own recovery. You must want it, and God bless. And we leave you with Lamentations 340. Let us examine our ways and test them, and let us return to the Lord. Thank you, guys. One more time for the bravery of these people that were not. For some of them, this was the first time ever to share the deep parts of their story in front of people they don't know. So that is not easy, and it takes courage and bravery. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 17 through 19. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new creation. Doesn't matter what they look like. Doesn't matter what you look like on the outside. If you truly belong to Christ on the inside, you are a new creation. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he 
gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Folks, we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. If we're truly reconciled with Christ, this is our mandate. This is one of the things we are commanded to do. Stand with me. So first I'm going to lead us in the serenity prayer, and then I'm going to pray us out. Okay? So say this with me. Walk with me through this. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as a pathway to peace, taking, as Jesus did, this sinful world as it is, not that I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may reasonably be happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. Pray with me. God, truly, if we are truly in you, we are, we are a new creation. The old is dead. The old is gone. The old is taken away. We are new in you, Jesus. A new life in you, Jesus. We have, if we have been truly forgiven, help us to forgive those around us. Help us to forgive ourselves. That's one of the things we heard today. Forgive yourself. You didn't know. God, help us to reconcile others to you. Help us to be that light in a dark place. Help us to be that light on a hill, that city on a hill. Help us to shine. Help us to reflect your glory. This isn't about us. This is about you and your church. Help us to make your name famous in this city. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for checking out that message from Journey Church. We pray that it inspired you to trust the Lord, to treasure people, and to transform our world with the saving gospel message of Jesus Christ. If God is leading you to give to this ministry, be sure to head over to journeychurchgillette.com and hit the give icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Your generous contributions allow us to continue making content like this week after week. So thank you for your generosity so that we can keep spreading the message of Jesus Christ all over the internet. Hey, God bless you guys, and thanks for listening to this message.